Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping visionaries make the impact that they were meant to make. This episode, Stay Ahead of the Puck, is going to be a fun one. We're going to look into the future, and we're going to learn from hockey great Wayne Gretzky. But before we do, I would like to now do the very first commercial and a thank you to our first sponsor, Mr. Damon Washington of the Teabag Company. Does your company clean any buildings with 10 or more trash cans to empty? Would you like to speed up the process if you do? The Smart Cleaning School highly recommends the Tea Bag Company as the answer to these two questions. We have personally used the tea bag in our commercial cleaning company and find that this simple tool cuts off five minutes per hour of trash removal. Now, this may seem insignificant, but a lot of a little adds up to a lot. In our company, a five-minute savings per week is worth $500 per customer per year. Not only do I endorse the product, but I completely endorse the person behind the product. Check out my interview with the Teabag Company founder entitled Respectful, Reliable, Responsible with Damon Washington. You can purchase any of the Teabag products at a 10% discount through the Smart Cleaning School Resources page. Nobody predicted 2020 or what would happen in the world. As I take a step back, I notice things, particularly in the working world. First, let me go back 20 years. I started my career in the year 2000, Y2K, baby, as an engineer for a large corporation. I had to wake up at 6 a.m., get ready, and be in a cubicle by 8 a.m. I would stay in my cubicle farm until 5 p.m. and do it five days per week, 50 weeks per year. I had two weeks off, which I would typically reserve for the Christmas break. I would dream of owning my own business and not being stuck in this cubicle. That's when I saw the Amway business and jumped at the opportunity to earn my freedom from the corporate world. I learned about this new way of commerce called e-commerce and the law of the power curve. This law plots all major technologies on XY axes of time and market penetration. Here's how it works. Any new technology has early adopters who try it out. It takes a long time for a new technology to gain momentum as it steadily climbs to 10% market penetration. In other words, 10% of the market has or is using this technology. This is called critical mass at 10% because it takes the same amount of time to get 
from 10 to 90% market penetration as it took to get from 0 to 10%. Then the curve levels off again as it takes just as long to get from 90 to 100%. And in theory, it never really ever gets to 100%. The curve from start to finish looks like an S, hence the nickname of S-curve economics. This was mind-blowing to me when I learned about this in 2002. I then studied the major technologies like the phonograph, the telephone, the TV, the PC, the internet, etc. And I noticed they all followed the exact curve, the S-curve, except for one difference. Each successive technology was building on the last. So the duration from 10 to 90 and from 0 to 10 was getting shorter and shorter. This gave me the confidence to think and believe that e-commerce would be the next power curve, even though I couldn't, in my wildest dreams, imagine a world where I would not be shopping in stores and malls. Come on now. That's where this world was. We all go to malls. Come on. (laughs) You're laughing now, right? Because there's a punchline. All right, let me just keep going. I heard these visionary future thinkers that came to Amway events talking about this new thing called e-commerce. They said stuff like this. There's this new company called Amazon, and they're losing a ton of money right now because they are spending way more than they are making to get people to shop there. I heard this. In 10 years, people won't be shopping in malls or stores anymore. Amway and Amazon and a few other companies, maybe eBay, these will be one of five companies that will survive all these thousands that will try, and the big ones will make it. These were predictions I heard, you know, not knowing what would actually happen. But not shopping in malls or stores? They'll be buying everything on the internet? It was preposterous. It's the year 2002 now, right? When you needed things, you just go to a store for it. I went to the bank in person, the pharmacy for odds and ends. Walmart was huge. It had everything in it. Auto parts store, electronics store. Remember Best Buy when they actually had CDs and DVDs? No, you can't find them anymore. Nope, that's right. I actually heard that record sales of vinyl surpassed CDs in the year 2021. That's messed up. (laughs) Sometimes the S-curve goes backwards. (laughs) The point being, you went to stores to get things you need. An entire industry had built around the need for people to go places in person for over a 100 years. I believe the S-curve would happen because history does repeat itself, and good technologies follow this curve. Therefore, I didn't totally reject the idea. I believed that internet shopping would increase and it would be good to own an e-commerce site. That was what Amway was to me in 2002. It reminded me of the quote from NHL great Wayne Gretzky. He was a prolific goal scorer in the 80s and early 90s. And he was asked how he always ended up in the right place at the right time to be in position for a scoring opportunity. His reply is legendary and has been turned into cliche. Here's Wayne. I skate to where the puck is going, not where it has been. I'll say that again. 
I skate to where the puck is going, not where it has been. Wayne Gretzky didn't race toward the puck. He raced to the place on the ice where the puck would be going next. This is profound when you bring it into this discussion. I was now an e-commerce site owner with an ability to earn income when people stopped shopping in stores and used my online store instead. Online stores were the future and I wanted a piece of digital real estate. When I started my e-commerce store, it had less than 2% market penetration. Not my particular e-commerce store, but overall e-commerce was around 2% market penetration. It took 15 years for e-commerce to go from 2% and cross the critical mass of 10% in 2017. But check this out. From 2017 to 2021, E-commerce has gone from 10% to 18%, almost doubling in four years, what took 15 years to get from two to 10. You see how that works? And this stat is actually 18% of global or worldwide retail sales is done through e-commerce. You might think, well, it feels like a lot more than that. Well, this is worldwide and there's still a lot of people in different countries not online, not shopping online, etc. And there's still people in the U.S. that don't buy everything online. Our family, we're like 98% e-commerce now with, with like a stream of Amazon boxes showing up at our door and the kids and parents hiding different boxes from each other. So Christmas isn't under the tree. It's actually at the front door. <laughs> you guys know what I'm talking about. Anyway, back to the e-commerce S-curve. If this same S-curve holds true, we will then see e-commerce at 90% by the year 2032. That's only a decade away. Isn't that astounding? Before Christmas, I was driving around with my oldest son. We sat at a red light as literally 25 Amazon vans pulled through the intersection. This is becoming normal. Where there used to be a cubicle farm's Now there are Amazon van farms. You know, you have seen them. I even said something funny. Hey, Kenny, I used to shop in stores and joke with friends saying, could you imagine if we did all of our shopping on the computer, this box with digits on it? (laughs) Now we joke with people and we say this, Kenny, could you imagine if we ever had to do our shopping in stores. See, my kids and mostly every young person under the age of 20 would say, that's ridiculous, preposterous. You're living in a fantasy world, Dad. No one would ever go and shop in a a store. What is that? Those things are abandoned. Well, they're not abandoned. And you still go to grocery stores. You know you do. I order online. Okay, fine. You're the 1%. Well, it's probably more than that. Anyway, what else is potential in the future. We talked about e-commerce. See, I heard the same thing about smart refrigerators where they would say that these things would keep track of what's in your refrigerator. Like the refrigerator itself would keep track of what's in it. Now, mind you, this is over a decade ago I heard this. And you would walk by and somehow the refrigerator would like figure out what it needs and automatically order replacements and it would show up at your door. You're like, where'd this grape jelly come from? Don't know, but look at that. We need some. And I thought that was absolutely ridiculous 10 years ago. 
but I've actually witnessed it while cleaning houses. I see a guy, one of the homeowners, walk past the refrigerator and just says, Alexa, order peanut butter jiffy. And then a couple of days later, it shows up. It's so interesting. So what's next? Let's look at the blockchain technology. This technology is only possible thanks to the previous power curves. How fast then could this technology go from early and questioning to dominating and accepted? Only time will tell, but my guess is within 10 years, crypto and blockchain and all that will be so much a part of our life as e-commerce and the internet is now. That's why I'm very bullish on Bitcoin and Ethereum and other cryptocurrencies. So when Wayne is skating toward the puck, no one else is there, and he looks a little out of place. But over time, the opposing teams realize that Wayne knew something they didn't. So I'm bullish on Bitcoin and all this crypto stuff. I would like to personally have one full Bitcoin. I don't, but we'll get there. Well, that's crazy. Why would you buy that? It's not real money. Well, I guess some could say about the U.S. dollar is not real money either, but that's a different conversation. (laughs) So I'll just leave it there. But I'm definitely bullish on this whole blockchain technology. I think it's going to become huge in the next 10 years. So, But we'll see. It's just a forecast. But just overall, like this this conversation that we're, we're having, is this getting you excited? Here's another one. I read The 4-Hour Workweek by Timothy Ferris years ago. Tim was describing in detail how to earn lifestyle freedom and become the new rich. One of the themes was remote work. Tim shared a future workforce where workers would be working from coffee shops in remote corners of the world and utilizing a global virtual team to help them accomplish their workflows. This was far-fetched to me. I got out of the corporate cubicle farms the easy way. I got fired. (laughs) Tim was talking about a mass exodus from what I experienced as an engineer. And Tim, when he wrote this book in 2007, he did not see 2020 and COVID-19 happening. Look at the workforce now. We all know what Zoom is and say things like, unmute yourself. It's the little icon in the bottom left or turn your video. Okay, great. You've heard this stuff. You and your coworkers are going virtual. And in my opinion, the S-curve for remote work has just sped up by 10 years thanks to COVID. I believe it was already going that way. If you put remote work on an S-curve, I don't have the numbers in front of me, but whatever they were, COVID just sped it up from maybe 10 to 60% in one year. Let's connect this all to our industry. What's the future of cleaning? I moved my business to commercial cleaning in mid-2020. Ken, if everyone is shifting to remote work, will there be commercial cleaning? Will there be offices or will everyone be working from home or what? I have no idea. Maybe people will be working from home, yet they need to have meeting places still so co-working facilities could pop up all over the place. Here's what I do believe. There will always be buildings that need to be cleaned. And I don't think a robot can clean good enough. I could be totally wrong. I mean, have you seen these things wandering around the grocery store? And come on, those vacuum cleaner things, 
They bounce around the room a gazillion times to clean a small room. Yes, they may work, but they don't leave nice lines like, uh, okay, okay, I'm getting off track. Anyway, maybe the robots do take over. My personal belief is that cleaning is something that's always needed and will always be delegated. I believe there will always be buildings. So my mindset is to understand the science and art of cleaning so I can always clean any building. Plus, I want to be good at the science and art of team building so that I can always staff the buildings that need to be cleaned. So whatever the future does hold, I'm flexible and I can pivot to whatever and wherever the buildings are because I have a foundation. It doesn't matter where you are in your cleaning business. My question is very simple. Are you keeping your eye on the future? Are you operating like Wayne Gretzky? Where is cleaning going? Stay informed. Follow the line of sight of where technology, the workforce, and the cleaning industry are going. And go there. Check out my interview with the Teabag Company founder entitled Respectful, Reliable, Responsible with Damon Washington. You can purchase any of the Teabag products at a 10% discount through the Smart Cleaning School Resources page. Well, thank you so much for listening. Have an incredible day. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.